Hi everyone and welcome to Tending the Vine, the Trellis Counselling Podcast where we talk all things mental and emotional health and looking at that all through the lens of scripture and just really taking the time to learn more about what the Bible says about these challenges that we face and how we can keep growing in our relationship with God through those difficulties. Something that I've been learning in in new ways over the past little while is how God is busy working in my life through difficulties and how he's busy in challenging times. This is something I knew to be true, something I spent a lot of time studying because I am a biblical counsellor. But going through some personal challenges and difficulties, I've been blessed with a deeper and more personal understanding of this. Um, It's something you might feel as if I may have been understanding in a way that wasn't quite as um, experiential, but there's an added depth when it it really impacts your own journey through different challenges. Now, this is not the space where I talk about myself and my own challenges, but I hope that as I go through this, I might be able to share some of the lessons that I've been starting to learn, been working through in a way that can bring some joy and encouragement for you, no matter where you are at or um, who you might be caring for that might be going through a difficult time. Some time ago, I was sharing some of these hard things with a counsellor friend of mine and how I was just feeling really overwhelmed and unsure about so many things at the time. And they responded in this way that was really empathetic and caring, but also optimistic and and somewhat even excited, if I could say that, um, because they were able to have this perspective that could see how God was busy in the middle of it all. They could be excited for the change and growth that they knew that God was working and maybe that they could see happening or that they could see the potential for. And that allowed them to be able to like lean in and be present with this roller coaster of emotion that I was writing um, but also express a hope and optimism because of what they believed about who God is in the middle of the story. Now perhaps this was something that's easier to speak about with someone who knows more about this, um, someone who perhaps had somewhat of a theoretical knowledge, at least for me at the time, but That conversation and so many more I've had since have been really instrumental in helping me to live out of what I tell and teach to so many people and about what it means to go through difficult times and what it means to really turn to God when we face difficulty. Um, So often when we encounter difficulty, hardship or chaos in our lives, we just want it to disappear We want to take all of that mess and discomfort away and we push it away into, I don't know, a box or something that just send it off and we want to go back to being happy and and secure. We don't like it when things are out of order and we don't like struggling or facing pressure and difficulty. So our response, because we can't bundle it and push it away, is to fix. We try to put everything back to normal to control things as much as we can. The thing is, life doesn't really work that way. And that's something my friend really understood. Their optimism, their excitement came from knowing that things will not return to the way that it was, but instead that in the grace of God, we'll find something better as we work through those challenges. And this is what I hope to take some more time talking about in today's episode. 
what does the Bible have to say about the difficulties we face and how do we live well in the middle of them, especially when things are really painful and really chaotic? As Christians, definitely as Reformed Christians, we know a lot about the sovereignty of God. We know that the hard times are part of his plan because everything is a part of his plan. We all can say the words of Romans 8.28, God works out everything for the good of those who serve him and other verses like that as well. And so often this is a knowledge that we can speak of to others so very well, but when it comes to living in the middle of it, um, when it comes to experiencing it, all that knowledge can be so far away from our minds and we sort of just get overwhelmed and surrounded by the situation. It's hard to hold on to the knowledge that God is working out every part of our lives for good and in a way that is good when what we are facing seems to be so very bad. It's difficult to trust in a God when we are overwhelmed with darkness and despair because he seems to be so very far away in all those moments. How can we counter all joy when we are suffering when joy is the furthest thing from what it seems to be that we are experiencing? How could my friend be excited or hopeful about the difficulty and the chaos that I was facing? Now, this is such a big topic and I think I can only begin to share some of the answers or some of the things that I've been learning about in this episode. Probably only just brush over the surface of something really big and suddenly really deep and powerful I pray that I can still do this in a way that is that does justice to such a big and often overwhelming topic. I don't want to rush through this in a way that minimises any of the reality of the difficulty and how heavy the things that we face are. Um, so how is it that we can grow and to live well in the face of some incredible difficulties? How do we respond well to the challenges we experience? How do we suffer with wisdom? How do we learn to count it all joy, as it says in James chapter 1, when we experience pain, suffering or trials? So often we find ourselves really surprised by the difficulty we face. We are shocked by the fact that our mental health isn't as great as we like it to be or think it is, um, or even just shocked by the fact that we are struggling with our mental health because we think that good Christians don't struggle with mental health. Um, so we rush to try and fix what's happening, quickly reaching for medications, strategies, treatments that promise we won't be struggling anymore. We find ourselves reeling when a friend or family member tells us they don't believe in God anymore. And we rush to speak to them and try to fix what's going on for them. We try to make sure that we can say things that maybe make them believe again. Then when that all fails, we find ourselves overwhelmed, shocked, unsure of what to do or where to go. We wonder why some people face so much difficulty throughout their lives. Difficulty in their relationships, the different things that come their way. Maybe a traumatic event just leaves us reeling, spun out and confused. And we find ourselves swinging from reliving the experience, doing what we can to block it out and make sure that it never happens again. We can be so surprised by the brokenness we hear of in the world around us, shocked at the horrible things that happen. And sometimes in our surprise, dismissing the reality of the pain that some people face, the difficulty that some people live with every day. Whatever these problems are, so often we find ourselves shocked by pain and difficulty as it makes its way into our lives. 
and we wonder why things are so very wrong with the world. But the Bible teaches us something different. It teaches us that we shouldn't be surprised by the difficulty of this life. It teaches us that we live as broken people in a broken world. Um, we live in a world that's been crushed by sin, a world that's been damaged, a world that is filled with hardship and difficulty. And then the Bible also teaches us that we should not be surprised by this and, in fact, that we should be expecting these difficulties. When we respond to trials with surprise, when we don't expect these difficulties, we tend to fall in one of two directions. We either minimise the situation pretending that nothing is happening or that what is happening isn't that serious or important or we maximising it, finding ourselves completely overwhelmed by what's happening or we find ourselves oscillating between the two. We fall towards the maximising and then we get overwhelmed and then we seek some way to numb ourselves so that we can just move forward or just be. And sometimes the things that happen are so big and so heavy and traumatic that our brains respond in a way that completely shuts out what has happened until we are in a space to be able to pay attention to that. With the wisdom that we have in scripture we find a balance where we're not overwhelmed by what's happened or what is happening but we can be very honest and very real about the difficulty and not dismiss it at all. This is not a way that rushes to verses like Romans 8:28, saying that all things work out for good because that can be quite dismissive. It is um, holding this balanced view of everything that's happening. It is paying careful attention to what God is doing in our lives and resting in him through the difficulty. It's knowing that he is carrying us. It's paying attention and holding on to the parts of the Psalms and other Bible passages that tell us of what it means to find comfort in the arms of our Heavenly Father. It's learning that through these hard times, what it means to, to reach out to God and to, to grow in relationship through him, to grow in trusting him. Sometimes I find myself needing these reminders that trusting God is something more than just resting in his providential care for my life. It's something more than knowing or believing that things that are happening in my life are good for me or that everything will come together at some point in a way that I can't see or understand right now. Now, trusting in God is definitely trusting and resting in his plan for me. But at the same time, it's something much more than that. When we trust people, we don't only trust that they won't hurt us or that they will do good things for us. We trust in them, which means that we share our lives with them. We share our thoughts, our desires, our fears, and as we grow to trust them more, we share more of those big things that are resting on our hearts. And that's what trust looks like. Trusting in God is the same. Our journey of faith and trust is one that includes growing in reaching out to God and sharing our thoughts and desires with him. It's speaking our hopes and our heartbreaks in prayer, bringing all our emotions before him, not in a demanding or self-centred way, but in a way that is honest and open and vulnerable. It's spilling out our hearts before God. 
In his book, Created to Draw Near, Ed Welsh uses the expression of having a psalmic conversation with God. And I think that's a really great phrase that summarises what it means to trust in God. It's a phrase that reflects how we grow and keep growing in having a conversation with God. It's turning to God throughout our days more and more, speaking to him about those difficulties, about the things that are going on in our hearts and in our minds. And I think that is something that is especially the case when it comes to difficulties that we face because it's difficulties that really lead us to knowing and seeing that we can't depend on ourselves. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes we can have this temptation to sort of edit out our prayers before we bring everything before God. We take out things that we think maybe he's not interested in or not speak of some of the darker, harder, more intense emotions because they're messy and they're everywhere and chaotic. And I think sometimes, especially maybe within Reformed traditions or at least in the Reformed tradition that we find in the, in the free Reformed circles in, in Perth here, is that there is this fear that praying about all of the hard and often messy parts of our lives can add in a casualness that takes away from the reverence that we should have when we come before the face of God. But when we look at the Psalms, there's something so different there. As we read the words of the Psalms, we find a real expression of the trouble they're facing and a heartfelt plea for God's presence. And they lament the difficulties that they're facing. There's this honest expression of their fears and doubts And they just pour out their hearts before God, still in awe of who he is as almighty God, but also remembering that he is their faithful and loving father. These psalms describe a journey of trusting in God, a journey of what it means to speak to God about what it is that's happening in our lives. It's a journey where we draw closer to God we keep drawing closer to God. It's a journey that reflects how we find refuge and safety in his arms. Not because he takes away the storms that we're facing, but because he is the rock and the refuge and the strong tower in the middle of the storm. Charles Spurgeon once said, I've learnt to kiss the waves that throw me up against the rock of ages. I'll say that again. I have learnt to kiss the waves that throw me up against the rock of ages. And I think this is a beautiful quote that summarises what it is that is happening as we grow in having that psalmic conversation with God through the hardships that we face. As we reach out to our Heavenly Father in the middle of difficult times, we find ourselves growing in relationship with God. And as we do so, we find that the way that we see God, the way that we see ourselves and what's happening, it it changes, it's reframed. We start to know what it means to rejoice in the situations that bring us closer to God. We start to see how difficulties, how pain, how suffering shows us that we do not have what it takes within ourselves, how they bring us to the end of ourselves and how that makes us throw ourselves into the arms of our Saviour. 
we can easily think that God doesn't care about what's going on for us, that he's too great, too mighty and too powerful to care about the little, the mundane details of our lives. We might care about the bigger things, but we can always think of someone whose challenges and difficulties are much bigger than ours. And we almost limit God by thinking that they are more important than us, so he should focus on them. But the Bible tells us something different. Our God is so great He is so sovereign and so powerful that he cares about every single one of us, every single one. And he does this in a deeply personal and deeply loving way. In the book Gentle and Lowly, Dane Ortland takes the time to explore the heart of Christ towards us when it comes to these difficulties that we face. And something I found really striking from this book is the point that he raises about how the fact that we glorify God when we turn towards him in, in our struggles and in our pain. We bring him honour when we ask for help in time of need, when we ask for help for the sins that we're struggling with and we ask for help in our sufferings. Now, the subtitle of this book is The Heart of Christ for Sufferers and Sinners. And he takes the verse from Matthew 11 that we also reflected on in our last episode. Come to me, all who labour and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and lean, learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The heart of Christ is gentle and lowly. He is compassionate and merciful to his very core. And this book takes the time to explore this based on different parts of scripture. And it's a great encouragement for us to continue to turn and face God in the difficulties we face. Definitely encourage you to read it if you get the chance. Make sure the link is in the description so you know where to get a copy. Um, All the chapters are rather short and broken up into smaller sections so they work well as a daily reader or devotional um, that you can work through especially if you are going through challenging times. I find it incredibly beautiful that in the difficulties we face even in the hard and chaotic times our God uses them in magnificent ways as he draws us closer to him. It's a wonderful testimony that when we find ourselves at the edge, at the end of who we are, when we find ourselves empty and worn, it's there that we find the loving arms and incredible strength of our God. It's not that he gives us the strength for these difficult times. It's that he is our strength at all times. And these difficult times are these beautiful reminders for us to lean on him. As we lean on God more and more through these times, he works in our hearts and he works in our lives so we change and we grow through our experiences. He's busy in our hearts so that we grow in putting off the old man and we put on the new. That's why my friend was excited when talking about some of the difficulties that I was facing. They knew that God was busy at work through the difficulties and there was a hope that God was working change and and growth in my life. Um, and that these changes in my life also mean have impacts on the ministry that God is calling me to. And that is something that is very exciting. The, the hard times 
that we face remind us to keep turning to God. They help us to grow in trusting him. They, they cast us onto him as the rock of ages. And we grow in praying and speaking of those things in our lives because we know that he is the place and he is the rock that we can turn to. As we do so, as we keep turning to God and keep knowing that we are held by him through these times, we also grow in the assurance that he's busy working in our lives at all times. And we come to learn and to see that those difficult times are times that draw us closer to him. And then we can understand what James means a little bit more when he says to count it all joy. If you stick around here for a bit, I hope to talk some more about how we can pay attention to this in more detail in our next episode. Thank you and goodbye.